0: Welcome into the Pokes Report Podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Marshall Levinson in person. What's
1: up, Marshall? Nothing much. We're just chilling. Yeah, we and, uh, are. got some got some professional podcasting equipment. Isn't so we're fun? probably gonna sound very nice on this podcast. Isn't it
0: fun? It's not on the phone. But
1: I will say, uh, you're listening to this now
0: and coming up later either t- it depends on when this goes up, right? So, if we get this put up what is today? Tuesday. It's been a long week.
1: <laughs> it, is, it is Tuesday and it has been a long week. So, if
0: this if we get this up Tuesday night, if we get this up tonight, then we have a phone call coming up tomorrow. We got there's a sneak peek. I'm giving you a teaser. Teasers. We got a hell of an interview.
1: It's probably one of, it's easily I'll say it's easily probably one of the best interviews I've ever done, if not the best. That kid was crisp. It was crisp. He knows what we're saying. That's as far as I'm just going to say it's he knows what he's talking about. I'm not going to say who he is, where he goes, (laughs) or what he plays, but he knows what he is doing. He
0: knows how to do an interview. That cat was well-spoken. He gave the right answers, and it wasn't like coach-speak answers. He just – Knows how to respond to questions. He's not your typical awkward interview. He was solid.
1: Yes, a lot of times, especially younger high schoolers, as they get older, they kind of learn some some interview tactics. And it depends on on how good
0: or where they go to school. Yeah,
1: I mean, you could tell this kid has, one, been been getting interviewed for a while, but you can tell I don't know if he was necessarily taught, but he knows what he's doing. And great, great interview. I will
0: say, with the answers we got, I would have to think that he has been coached, because not like, not only did he give good answers, but it was answers like, the the dude knew how to respond, like he knew what specific words. Like he had a, it's like he had a list of buzzwords.
1: It was like almost everything, because a lot of times interviews you kind of have to pick and choose. Like, ah, I can use this, I can't right. use that. This sounds too short. You can use every bit of this it. This one's weird. You could use every single word that came out of this kid's mouth. So I'm excited. You all will hear that. Yeah. Um. Soon. Within within, within
0: 24 hours. Within
1: 24 hours of this recording. Yes. Probably.
0: Uh, and we're setting it. it it's 5:21 on Tuesday, January 26th. And
1: we just had this interview about. 30, 20 roughly. minutes ago, yeah. 20 was about a minutes. 20 minute interview or so. So, uh, yeah, I'm um, because I have a bad memory sometimes. I'm tweeting out that we are recording our podcast now. Does anybody has any questions? <laughs> so, send in your questions, please. Um, we're gonna do that. I'm gonna tweet this well, out. Well, yeah, to be
0: fair, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. We, you were, you were, you were typing out a tweet. To send in questions, I did, and I did we that. we had to hook your phone. We we connected your phone to the board with Bluetooth. We had to make sure that the audio worked. And as we were like, we didn't even get a chance to test it. We connected your phone to Bluetooth, and, and I'm talking like and then, five seconds later. And we, got, we got the phone call five seconds later. Yes. Yeah. So to your to your defense, it it we it wasn't really your fault, right? So there you go. Nothing's
1: ever my fault, Zach.
0: No, that's true too. I will say, you know what? And and I just I noticed you've got the you got the interlocking OS windbreaker on that slick. And I notice on your arm it's champion. Do you remember the days where you didn't want to get caught dead wearing
1: champion? Oh, absolutely. I hated champion growing right? up. Right now, it's all you want. Now, yeah, now it, it's clean stuff. Now you go to the student union, half the stuff in there is Champion. And it's like and 70
0: it's, bucks. Oh, well, yeah, but it's beautiful. Well, it's so good. But that's what, what was so crazy is like you didn't want to get caught wearing that brand because it's like, ew, why are you wearing that? Why aren't you wearing it was Nike? Like, I
1: don't know if you've ever been to the academy, like B&G brand. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't want to wear that. That's what Champion was. That's what my dad wears when he mows the, mows the lawn. Hey, there's nothing, wrong with, it. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> wrong with a solid $5 shirt. See, and the only reason he mows the lawn is because I'm not there anymore. Oh. So yeah. but but it's okay because when I this past summer, our family moved to three acres and he got himself Ooh. a badass riding lawn. Mower. Did you get a fun one? Oh, he got a fun one. That's awesome. One it of those was, zero turns? Oh, zero turn. That's cool. It was That's cool. It was pricey. But I think it's nice. He, cool. he has fun.
0: I have a we have a half acre and I have a rider. I don't have a zero turn, but I got a rider. And it's there's something about being able to mow your lawn in thirty minutes
1: compared to Three hours. Do you feel like a king when you're sitting on your throne, running yeah,
0: around. I do. <laughs> I really do. I I understand. You can like
1: kick back while also doing work.
0: Yeah, it's got a cup holder. It's got two cup holders. Like I understand now why dads enjoy doing yard work because it's no longer a task. It's no longer a chore. It's like it's a privilege. Yeah, it's like I need my I need my lawn to look good, and I get to do it, and I I get to I get to enjoy it while I do it. And it's quite the treat.
1: You know what else is quite the it's treat? Quite the treat. Watching Oklahoma State basketball blow out Iowa mm-hmm. State—that was a treat.
0: Uh so it became a treat.
1: Yeah, that is true. For a while there, it was like one of those uh, strawberry candies at your grandma's house that's sitting, been sitting there for like fourteen years. Pump the brakes.
0: Those strawberry candies, I swear, are you delicious. You're no longer my friend. You don't like them strawberry candies?
1: No. They're like hard. They break my teeth.
0: Well, you don't chew on them.
1: Well, you get to suck on them, but like, I'm, i I have no patience. So that's
0: on you, not me. Maybe. That's not on me.
1: But the score, I think it was uh, 81 to 60. 81 to 60.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's something, you know, I was talking, I was talking to Patrick Wheeler, the co host of the afternoon sports drive on Triple Play Sports Radio. Uh, That's Monday through Friday, is three to five, by the way. Um, uh, we were talking about it, and I, I, I said that I would be very disappointed, very, very disappointed if Oklahoma State didn't beat Iowa State by at least twenty points. And, and it's not me saying that this Oklahoma State team is so good that they, that they have to win by twenty plus points. That's me saying Iowa State is so bad, uh, and it they're bad before we found out that. They were only going to have six scholarship players available.
1: I and, believe going into the game, they were 0-5 in conference.
0: 0-5, 2-7 overall. And they stuck with it. It was a close game up until what, maybe the eight minute mark. And and it was frustrating because
1: it was much like the Baylor game.
0: So they had Oklahoma State really, really struggled with turnovers. And and Boynton chalked that up to uh, to immaturity um they had 17 turnovers in the first 24 minutes of action and they had a season high uh 24. so at least at least in the final half of the game they were able to limit it they only had uh what is that seven turnovers in the in the last uh the last 16 minutes of the game so I mean that's that's promising but I, I mean it was and and it wasn't it, Iowa State wasn't creating turnovers. It was Oakley it was sloppy. It was it was just careless. It wasn't bad passing. It was just losing the ball. You know, or throwing it out of bounds or or travels. Uh it it was just it was sloppy and it was so frustrating and and and, and I think what was more frustrating about it was Iowa State kept it close for most of the game. You know, they would they would get down to six or seven points and then Oklahoma State would go on a quick eight oh run and then Iowa State would chip back at it and get it to single digits. I don't care if Iowa State wasn't with six scholarship players. That game never should have been within single digits past the ten minute mark of this of the first half.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen a couple times from this year that No matter the lead that we have, it's never safe. Not that Iowa State was ever looking like they were going to make a complete comeback and then run away with it or anything, but, I mean, the problem in recent weeks has been closing.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: I would say that that, while that is still something they need to pay attention to and kind of work on, Mm -hmm. I would say... Because they say they say good teams. I'm not going to talk about betting here. Good teams, you can and bet. Great teams cover. You can talk but about betting. I'm going to say good teams beat who they're supposed to. Yeah, and lose to who they're supposed to. Right. So that's. I would say Oklahoma State basketball is right above that line right now. They're beating some of the good teams. They're losing to some of the good teams but they're also letting some of the some of the lesser teams hang in with them for and periods that, of time.
0: that is what I've talked about all year round and the whole season. And it's so frustrating to me because you look at the games that Oklahoma State has either been in close or won. Oklahoma State if I think if they had Cade available and if they had Rondell available probably had a better than not chance to beat Baylor. I, agree. I I I don't think uh, if Cade and Rondell – and there's a lot of ifs and nuts, you know, and what's and candy and butts and that whole thing. But I think if if they had Cade and they had Rondell that they they probably wouldn't have allowed that 17 to 1, 19 to 1 run, the 15 and 0 in the middle of that.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a guarantee they would have won by any by any means, but there's certainly It would have been a
0: lot closer. And and I'm yeah. not saying they would have beaten them, but I, I think that I think when that game got down to it, down to the down to the final stretch, I think they would have been in that game. They they should have beat Texas, but they allowed Texas to come back. They beat Kansas, but even then they allowed that run there in the second half, so Kansas came back. Uh they should've they did beat Texas Tech, but they played Kansas State. Close. I understand that they pulled away and they beat. I think it was a 15 point win, but they got there, and I could be wrong on that. I don't have the schedule pulled up. Um, but they got there by by sinking their like last eight shots in a row. That you know, it wasn't like it was just a dominating win. They had to earn it. They had to get there. Same with Iowa State, Oklahoma State this whole year. And and I'm not. It, it, don't take this as a criticism because I, I don't think it is. I think it's just a fact. Oklahoma State plays to the level of competition. Oklahoma state beat Kansas. They had a chance to beat Baylor. They should have beat Texas. They should have beaten West Virginia. They allowed West Virginia to come back. They went on the road and beat Texas tech who turned out to be a pretty salty ball club. I think for a bit there, it was kind of like, well, maybe it's not as good a win as we thought it was, but it is now. Maybe the Kansas game isn't as good a win as you thought it was, but they've lost three straight and they're still in the top 20. So do with that, what you will, Uh, But Oklahoma State absolutely plays to the level of competition. They play up, and they nearly beat teams, and they do beat teams that they shouldn't, and they play down. I'm not saying that Iowa State was going to win that game, but it took the last five minutes of that game to pull out to a 21-point lead, and that's infuriating.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like even with Cade in the lineup at times when Mm -hmm. when they've blown some of those games, They'll be clicking throughout the entire game, and I I can't put a finger on why exactly it's late in games that they allow these big runs or whatever, but it Mm -hmm. seems like they're missing an it factor late in the games that fizzles out from time to time. Whether that's someone's not on the court at that Mm -hmm. point or someone just kind of blands out for a little while, um... I mean, just at even at the Baylor game, the first half, Caleb Boone was on a mission. Yeah. Right. But then there was a period of time in the second half where Caleb Boone was just on the bench, or even when he was in, he had like a couple points here and there, but mm-hmm. his presence was not as big until very late into the game when it was already too late. So he finished with 21, and it was a really good stat line. But for a while there, he was kind of he was just on the bench, and nothing was really going on. So mm-hmm. I mean. I feel like, and I'm sure having Cade and Rondell healthy fixes a lot of problems. Absolutely. So, hopefully, they kind of get these get this momentum back with both of those guys healthy, and they kind of go on a run here. Um, I mean, they're, they're, people have a lot of confidence in this team. Jeff Goodman today put, I don't know if you saw this, mm-hmm. Jeff Goodman put um, Oklahoma State at number twelve. Yeah, in and his he's rankings right now. And
0: he has had them.
1: Uh, he he has been an Oklahoma State fan or kind of supporter for much of the year.
0: He's he's had him in the top 20 for his top 20. Uh, he's had him in, in his top 20 for months.
1: Yeah, it's been a while now. So, I mean, and he's the kind of guy that is right about a lot of things in the sport mm-hmm. of basketball. Yeah. So, I mean, there's people that know what they're talking about that say, like, okay, this team is good. But I think for everyone to really start seeing that, there needs to be some sort of a a step up in because they're not in that elite category; they're in the very, very good category. But there needs to be just a slightly a slight jump in something that minimizes those comebacks, and you kind of move yourself into the upper level of college basketball.
0: Well, and what's weird is, um, and we we've seen it at times. We, we all know, there is no denying the fact that Cade Cunningham is one of the best basketball players in the country. It doesn't matter what team uh, a player is on, whatever. Cade Cunningham is one of the best players in the country. And he ob- absolutely, obviously makes a difference. When he's on the court, he makes an impact. He is he is the guy. But when he's not on the court, when when there are games where he's off the court for five or six minutes or you look at him look at the look at the first half and then a little bit into the second half of the Baylor game. It, I just it it's such a weird phenomenon because when he's on the court he makes a huge difference. But you look at that Baylor game and it was like the team didn't miss him at all. It it it's almost like with when he's not on the court it allows the other guys to play free. They don't have to worry about you know creating for for Kate. And I, I understand that when Kate is on the court, he is going to take shots away from other guys. That that's how that's just how sports work. If if another guy's on the court, the chances of your opportunities going down are pretty high.
1: Especially a guy with the skill set, yeah, of Kate Cunningham, yeah. who is known for being the guy.
0: Yeah, but you look that, and that's what's weird because it was on the court, he makes a huge impact. But you look at that Baylor game, that first half. That that is one of the best halves of basketball on both ends of the court that Oklahoma State has played all year long. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Cade Cunningham is a detriment. I'm not saying that there's, you know, there's something wrong or the guys just they they enjoy when he's not on the court. But that was some of the best basketball they had played all year. They were they were creating on on the offensive end. They were creating disruptions on the defensive end. They were frustrating Baylor at every turn. And, and they were leading that game at halftime, and they led that game for 25 to 26 minutes. And then, of course, the exhaustion sets in, and they Baylor did what Baylor does and, and pulled away. But it it's such a strange phenomenon. When he's on the court, he makes a massive impact, and they play really, really well. And then he's not on the court, and they still play really, really well. It's so crazy.
1: I mean, and a lot of people talked about it on the game day. It was It's almost like a a little peek into the future for next year post-K to Cunningham. 100%. 100%. Which is a good thing because they played very well, and you're thinking, okay, a lot of these guys are really young. Yeah, you add, so you like, add that experience give in. Give them the rest of this season of experience. Yeah, absolutely. A full-off season that does not have to do anything with COVID, hopefully. to where there's no restrictions on working out, and there's no restrictions on health stuff or anything like that, you give them a full this whole season and a full off season working together. This is going to be a very, very good basketball team for the future. Not just next year. Cause most of these guys are not just um one year, two year guys. No, A lot of these guys are going to be here for three, four years. So it, it is very good to see like what the future may be. And even a couple weeks ago, um, coach Boynton said, this isn't the cage show. Like he wants guys to mm-hmm. kind of, he wants everyone to be comfortable with with everyone on the floor because he said sometimes he catches his guys, kind of sitting, looking at cage, just watching what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he's saying like no, like go get go get in the game, go put yourself in a in the game for an opportunity for anyone, everyone to score. So I think that that still kind of has to be grown, learned maybe, and I feel like I'm sure they can do it. It's just a matter of time until we, we see them right. look like how they did on the court with Cade on the court as well. Because if that happens, if the rest of the team is playing like that and Cade Cunningham is on the floor, yeah, there's not many teams that are going to beat, beat Oklahoma State. No,
0: and I, I think for me the biggest thing is I, I, I would have to think that, now, and I, I don't know, but – I would have to think that Cade would be back for the game against Arkansas. I, I, I it just, you just kind of get that feeling because he's he warmed up against Baylor, but that was the first day that he had been cleared for practice, uh, and then he warmed up for Iowa State, and so I would have to think, I would have to hope anyway, not think, but I would have to certainly have to hope uh, that he would be he would be ready for the for the Arkansas game, um, the. Biggest question that I have moving forward, whether Kate is back for Arkansas or you know he's he comes back after that. My biggest question has to be: Can Caleb Boone continue to play as well as he has? Season high in minutes, season high in points against Baylor, and that's that's not that's not putting up 21 points against Kansas State. I mean Baylor is legit. They got some big dudes. Mark Vital down low that cat's good. That cat is good. Good. He's big. He's physical. Um, didn't have as good a game against Iowa state, but he still played well. He didn't, he didn't sink down, you know, he didn't struggle. And so that's going to be huge when he comes back. Cause you look at that Baylor game, Caleb had to step up. Caleb had to create when Cade comes back. Can Caleb stick at that level, especially with the, the level of play they're getting from from Matthew Alexander.
1: And, yeah, that was kind of back to my point, is, like, if the rest of the team can play how they did the other day, Mm -hmm. if Caleb Boone can come out and be as physically dominant and as offensively, can he create as much on offense? If you have, because when Cade's on the floor, he's going to take most of the attention. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, the defense is going to be designed around make someone else. Whether he's shooting or he's creating. Right. Make someone else beat us. Yeah. If Caleb Absolutely. Boone can be that other person, if he plays like he did against Baylor, no one can really stop him mm-hmm. except for him. I mean, If he can put up six, 17, 18, 19, 20 points and do what he did with Cade on the floor, I'm mm-hmm. very excited to see the rest of this season, and then hopefully we're playing in the postseason. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a big thing is what can the what can the surrounding players around Cade how much can they create, how much can they keep momentum once they get it and not just kinda give in to the the Cade show as Boynton said, and can they beat some of these teams that not a whole lot of people think they can beat?
0: Yeah, and that's gonna be the biggest question moving forward because Arkansas they're not they're not ranked but Arkansas is really good. Arkansas is a tournament team. You know, Arkansas, they've they've got a chance to make a lot of noise. Um playing really well right now in the season. So what what can Oklahoma State do? Now you you get past that game and you got TCU on the road. You would have to think, have to hope anyway. The way Oklahoma State's playing right now, um hell, the way they played against TCU the first time and then just fell apart. You would have to hope that they could get a win there. And then, then it gets, then it gets back to being tough. You got Texas at home, man, Texas, they, them dudes is tough. Them dudes is tough, tough. They got Texas at home, the sixth. uh, And then you go to Lawrence, Kansas is struggling, you know, but, but anytime you go to Lawrence, that's going to be a tough game. Um, So I, I think that's, that, that'll be tough. Then you got Kansas State at home, should be simple. You got Iowa State at home, should be simple. Uh, but then you then you finish the season. You got four grinders. You got Baylor on the road in Waco, February twentieth. You got Texas Tech at home. You got OU at home, and you go to OU. And not to mention, uh, there's a makeup game with West Virginia somewhere in there. And West Virginia, they're starting to click. Um, so it's it's gonna be tough. You're gonna need. You're going to need these guys, one, to figure out how to eliminate those runs, those those opposing runs, because those are killer. You cannot give up a 15-plus point run while going five-plus minutes without scoring. It's detrimental. You can't do it. Uh, and and then you're going to have to have good, solid play from, from M.A., continue solid play from M.A. He's going to have to eliminate some of those silly young mistakes. And, and with each game, it appears that that he, that he that he eliminates a little bit each time. You're going to need Caleb Boone to continue to play really really well. You're going to need great play from Rondell and he's he's showing it. Bryce, you're going to need to continue to get good play from Bryce. Um I'm not going to criticize him, but they're going to need Isaac likely to step up a little bit. He's he's had a couple of rough games here in a row. They're going to need him to figure it out as well. So, but but they're they're playing good basketball and and they're right there. And I understand that, you know, that's do with it what you will, you know. Well, maybe they should or would, you know, could or would have could have should have. but they're close, man. They are, they are like one step. They're close. Um, so we're, I'm going to tease it again. You may have, you may have already listened to it, may have already happened, uh, but we we we've got a, a hell of an interview coming up. It's it's a great interview. You're you're really gonna want to listen to it.
1: And just the the general surrounding news surrounding the interview will be something that a lot of people will be tuned into. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's an exciting. It is. I mean, it is exciting. I'm not even gonna say what it is, obviously. But it's
0: exciting. It's it's a hell of an interview. Uh, big news uh, for uh, for for Oklahoma State in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking looking forward to that. Um, it's not a. They're not. They're not. A, we're not announcing a statue. It's just. It's an interview. It's a good interview. You're and gonna. Wanna, and if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you're going to want to listen to this interview.
1: And I'll leave it at that. To do that, I'm, and I'm gonna plug this in there. It will be on PokesReport.com. That's right. It'll be under Premium, mm-hmm. which you can take If you're not subscribed, if you are subscribed, good thank you. you, and you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're not subscribed. It's okay. You can make up for it. It's easy. By going to PokesReport.com slash subscribe. It's very easy, very cheap, and one hundred percent worth it. Um art with our site, you will not find more in depth and more accurate, better info. Right? That's right. More. Anything that you want to be tuned into, we are already tuned into. So exclusives. All the exclusives Go all the time. Or. Recruiting, which we're about to hit on a little yeah, bit. We're gonna delve into that a bit. Yeah. Um that is that is my specialty, um, being Marshall Evanson. My specialty is recruiting. Is that you? That is me, Marshall Evanson. Uh, last time I checked, I think that's the name Son my mom of gave a gun. me. So, wow. But
0: oh, uh, before we get into that, you said mom reminded me of parents. Mm-hmm. Parents reminded me of my dad. Mm-hmm. Day January twenty sixth is my dad's birthday.
1: Oh well, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Yeah, happy I birthday! I didn't bring a gift, but it's
0: also depressing
1: because it's the
0: one year anniversary of the death of Kobe. RIP, exactly. too soon. Crazy has been one year. Yeah, right? Man, it's it's not. Uh, Just here
1: in a couple of weeks, we're going to hit the one-year mark of uh, COVID ruining life. Literally. Literally. Literally, yeah, literally ruining you, life. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah, you went through the ringer.
0: Almost croaked it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. I love that term. Almost kicked it, man. It wasn't great. <laughs> it was not fun. I wouldn't recommend it. Just wear a mask. Be safe. Wash your hands. Stay away from people. Just be smart.
1: There you go.
0: You can you can make it a few more months, right? You don't you don't, vaccines coming around? You can online shop. You you don't need to be depressed because you can't go to the store. You can you can get your groceries delivered. You can get you can get DoorDash. You know, you don't and that supports local businesses. And I and I, I enjoy going out. All right. I like it as much as everyone else. I like going to the antique shop. I like I like going to the local sporting goods stores, you know. My wife likes we like to go and and walk around the shops and pick up some stuff. You're okay. You don't need to go to a concert. Just turn up your car. Turn up your car stereo. You'll be fine. Be a big boy. Uh, but I digress. Let's get into a little bit of recruiting. All right. Yeah, I'll get off my soapbox.
1: No, you're good. So, recently in the uh, recruiting department. We've had a bunch of offers sent out lately. Um, no commits in the recent... Uh, Zach, you can go ahead and click on the recruiting tab there for me. Uh, Sorry, uh, gonna, I can I I'm can just, do that. I was just kind of waving at you. But uh, the recruiting tab on Pokes Report, if you go check. Um, in the past uh, several days, I've put up several different pieces. But the first one we're going to talk about uh, Cameron Epps. Um, 22 corner... 2022 cornerback... Corner, not corner corner back on the defensive side of the ball in the secondary um spoke with him the other day now he is and Zach I will get your opinion on this as well mm-hmm. when you think of a corner what is your ideal height
0: well uh nowadays it is it's taller I, I'm a fan of your you know six one six two uh maybe two ten 2 long, rangy, quick.
1: He's not quite as heavy, but he's 6'3". 6'3" three. Three,
0: 190 and 190 I'm I'm comfortable with that.
1: Because he's still a junior in high school.
0: Yeah, 190 can very easily turn into 206, 210. Absolutely. And that and that is a, a big corner. Yeah. But
1: that's what Cameron that's how Cameron Epps plays. He's yeah. a very physical, he uses his size to win battles. And that he does a lot. He wins a lot. Um, but he is a high target for the um for the pokes in this class, and he, he just told me the other day, um, and just kind of give some context on what kind of talent this guy, this guy is. Now he's out of he's out of St. Louis, Missouri, but he was all state DB, all first team all state, first team all district, and first team all conference DB and athlete because he plays a little bit of everything, you know, um, just like me in my heyday. Um, you're looking at me weird, Zach. <laughs> Anyways, I'll keep that to myself. Uh, all right. Um, he did say that uh, he is coming close to a commitment. Um, he does not know who yet, but he said that he does want to make a decision in the next couple weeks slash before summer. And I think I like think He that's, didn't actually say slash. I just put slash in there. I
0: think that's huge, I th- especially in this age of COVID where, where the recruiting... On-campus recruiting is still shut down. In-person recruiting is still shut down. This kid knows... Um, I, and, and that's the thing is we don't know when everything is going to get back to normal. And so with him, he's like, you know what? I, I want to have it shut down before the summer. And that's huge because you look at the summer and that's when a lot of guys are out there seven on seven. They're going to they're going to individual camps. And, and I think we're going to ha- I think we'll still have a lot of camps. I think you're going to see more camps now that we we kind of understand uh, how we can go about the virus.
1: yeah I mean, I went to a bunch of camps this last summer. Yeah, we and, went to that I one mean, down, that down was in, in the the middle of, I can say not necessarily the middle, the... We've, what we thought was going to be the middle. we thought was going to be the middle of the pandemic, which is now looking more of like the beginning, which is just basically last summer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was at camps every weekend, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every weekend, I was at a different camp, Texas, Oklahoma, wherever I was. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a dump- bunch of different camps, but... It is always good and, and by the way, I do think Oklahoma State is going to be the pick. Now he said he doesn't even know, but I just am going off the relationships that he has gotten with uh Coach Duffy, the corner coach here, and a bunch of the other guys. He was on a Zoom it was actually weird. When I sent him a text to for our phone call, mm-hmm. he was actually on a Zoom call with Oklahoma State with fifteen go. of the coaches. There you go. So they're going wow. all out they're going all out for him. I didn't even know they had fifteen defensive coaches, but they found a way. Um, that's a lot of coaches. Yeah, which that's actually I didn't know there was fifteen, but I would um, hope so.
0: I pay you enough. So <laughs>
1: do you? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I but hope so. <laughs> no, and then and then uh, we also PokeSport also interviewed Kip Lewis, who I don't know if any of you have heard of Kip Lewis. We were his first offer, and he's a 2022 linebacker out of Carthage, uh, Texas. Just went and won his second state, second straight state championship. Um, 140 tackles, like s- bunch of tackles for loss, couple sacks. He is what you would call a dominant playmaker. Not
0: even a couple sacks. Four. He had 17 tackles for loss, and he had four sacks.
1: I thought it was 17. I just couldn't remember the number. Pass but,
0: breakup, pass, inter- uh, pass intercepted, forced fumble, fumble
1: recovery. Yeah, no, this guy, his first offer was Oklahoma State on December 27th. And now he's picked up, like, LSU... Uh, Let's see, he's picked up like LSU, Oklahoma, Georgia, Auburn. Picked up a bunch of big boys. So what you're saying is he's talented. He is indeed full of talent. Okay. But the thing is, when he talked to Robert the other day, he was very appreciative of the fact that Oklahoma State was his first offer. And he said that will keep them in the running. He said that he he does enjoy what they have had to say so far. And a lot of these schools, obviously, it hasn't even it's been tomorrow will be a month since he's been offered. So it hasn't been very long that they've been in his recruitment, Mm -hmm. but they've been watching him for a while. Obviously they were the first one to offer him. So these are the kind of, this is the kind of player that if you get on him early, you might give yourself a chance because the Alabamas, the Georges, the Clemsons, they're going to come calling and some of them already have.
0: Well, and you hear that a lot from kids that get offered. Now, Oklahoma State. We we've learned through the years, Oklahoma State does recruit the four and five star kids, the the actual five stars. You know, Oklahoma State is is one of the best schools that take in two and three star act. You know, what did they get ranked as? Even and then turning them into five star kids. You're telling me. You're telling me that that Tylen Wallace isn't a five star. Tell me that James Washington wasn't a five star. You tell me Justin Blackman wasn't a five star.
1: Fun fact on Tylen Wallace. Today, the Senior Bowl practice started.
0: Yeah, we have an article on that on PokesReport.com. We do have an
1: article that Robert put up a little while ago. Um, There's a bunch of tweets in there, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I was going to say, that have said that Tyler Wallace has been the best receiver at the Senior Bowl so far. Shocker. Exactly.
0: Color me surprised. Yes. I'm not surprised. I mean, there was videos i I'm surprised that PFF doesn't have him as one of their top five receivers in the draft. Yeah. Draft-eligible receivers. Are you kidding me?
1: A lot of people think that he's day two. Probably somewhere in the second, third round, which is day uh, two. But yeah,
0: that's you know that's that's where I have him. I I have him day two, but I don't have him like mid to late third. No, I like, have. I think it's going to be somewhere in the second and probably early.
1: I think he'll be a first half second rounder, like yeah. not first second like, rounder, like James Washington. A first through half, the first fifteen picks of the second round yeah, is where I first think first half he'll of go. the second second that's, round. When you compare him to other receivers in this draft, I think he's probably, I think he's a, I think he's a top three receiver. I think he's top three or four. You have Jamar Chase, Devonte Smith, and then kind of a couple other, you got Jalen Waddle thrown mm-hmm. in there. You got Terrace Marshall thrown in there a little mm-hmm. bit. Some of these other guys. Um, but it will be interesting to see where, where Tylan goes, after, especially after what he's already dominated the senior bowl for the first day. He's mm-hmm. going against good DBs. Yes. Right, so it's not he's not going against just scrubs well, here. and you
0: look at the DBs who they're coached by; they're being coached by the Miami defensive de- defensive staff, and they know Miami they what knows what they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. I mean, they nah. have two
1: of the best DBs in football right now. Yeah, they know what they're so, doing. So, but back to what we were saying on recruiting. Oh yeah, um, Kip Lewis is definitely going to be one to watch out now. Like Cameron Epps, well, as we said, Cameron Epps wants to does not need necessarily need to wait. For visits. Um, Kip Lewis is the exact exact opposite. He wants to visit. He said he doesn't care how long it takes him, unless obviously it came down to a point where a year from now when he had to sign a letter of intent. God forbid. I hope Ugh. to God not. Oh jeez! Right now, right now the NCAA has the visit ban and so I think April 15th. I I understand that this is now that could be extended, but I hope not.
0: I get that this is a premium article. Yes. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give a nugget. Uh Kip says I'm going to stay wide open as long as I can with the hope that I can go to schools. Stay wide open as long as I can. That now that does. that could be uh, that very easily could be till November. And and if I'm Kip Lewis and I'm looking at this I'm you know I'm I'm looking at the the pandemic and I'm looking at experts and I'm looking at graphs and I'm thinking all right well this they're saying that it could potentially be done by X, you know. If I'm him, and and there's a chance I could go to schools even after the December signing period, he's going to be a kid that someone is going to leave a spot open for. It's not like, hey, well, I don't, you know, I, I'm just going to wait until February because I want other options.
1: And just for a new/ slash Oklahoma State would be one of those schools. 100% Oklahoma State wants this kid. 100%. Badly. They would
0: leave a spot open for this kid. And if they if they if they somehow filled the class, guess what? They would create a spot for this kid.
1: They would use next year's scholarships. They would I mean not that they want anyone necessarily to transfer out, but that's just today's world. And there's always the kids they would be okay with. Exactly. Yeah, I mean out. whether it's guys that just never panned out or whatever the reason may be, this is a kid that they're they going to have a spot for. Now, the 100%. fact that he is staying is wide open and listening to everyone's recruitment, and this is going to be a guy that relationships mean everything for because it might be a while until you can visit. Right? It's
0: very possible we could be setting it this time next year with him still
1: not committed somewhere. Very possible, yeah, because, I mean, he early, wants to. I think next year's signing day is, is between, somewhere between, like, February 6th and 8th is when it always is. I don't know the exact date that it'll be. Yeah, it's be. the
0: first week of February. Yeah. I think and it's like w- f- we're, still, we're still a week and a half to two weeks from it now.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this could—this will be a very drawn—probably very drawn-out yeah. recruitment. Yeah. Because at the earliest, he'll be able to visit in April, and with a guy like him, he's going to have a lot of offers very yeah. soon. So, he's going to want to visit a lot of schools. So— this is a kid that normally Oklahoma State may not have a chance at mm-hmm. because they get caught up in the brands and the logos, but this kid knows what he's looking for, and it's not about brands and logos. It's about where do I fit the best. So keep an eye out for Kip Lewis. And then just some of these other um, kind of recruiting um, nuggets for the the mid to late January period. Um we don't even need to cover that first one. Um, but running back, DeAnthony Gatson, 2022, um, Newton High School in Newton, Texas. I had never heard of Newton before, but I have now. Um, wow. Yeah. That's so, he was newcomer of the year in his district. He's a 3A school, but still very, very good. Newcomer of the year as a sophomore. Backed it up his junior year by running for a slight 2,138 yards and 30 touchdowns.
0: On, on just eighty 183 carries. 183
1: carries. That's it. I like those kind of running backs that do a whole lot with very little.
0: Well, he's got good offers too.
1: Oh yeah. He's got great offers. Um, and he's another guy he's only got, he's got five so far, but it's four of them are big 12
0: and they're good with big 12 teams. And,
1: yeah. Well, it's the upper echelon, big 12 teams of Oklahoma state, Iowa state, Baylor TCU. And we
0: know what Iowa state can do with running backs.
1: <laughs> Slightly. Yeah. Um, Kyron Chambers just offered him recently at corner. Another 22 guys from South Oak cliff, um, Oklahoma State has a lot of relationships with the South South Oak Cliff area. We got a couple guys from there, uh from that school on our roster now. Um he's another guy that has blown up since December nineteenth, landing all four of his offers. Um we're the only Big Twelve program as of now. But great frame, 511, 180 Ollie Gordon mm, is one that I've been one. hyping up for a few weeks that's now. And one. I said Oklahoma State needs to offer this kid the first time I watched him. Well, now they have, thank you. Um John Wozniak, Casey Dunn, you were listening, probably not. But, y'all the real MVPs. You are the real MVPs. Um, huge, huge running back. 6'2", almost 6'3", weighs in at like 205, 208, something like that. So he's already got a college frame. He's extremely patient. I think he plays like Le'Veon Bell. Very patient, but once he hits a hole, you goodbye. Um, Derek Brown, this is an interesting one. Outside linebacker, more of an edge rusher type. Um, That's a tall kid. Yeah, he's very tall. 6'5", but 205. He is like a – if I'm just thinking positional stuff, he's like a tall Von Miller. Skinny Von Miller, I should say. Um, Von Miller's a guy that he can – main thing is go get me the quarterback. I want the ball, please. But he can also drop back into coverage. That's what this kid can do. Um, He has just blown up onto the scene. Um. And he is a huge tackle-for-loss guy. Um, He is so good at the pass rush that he becomes good in run defense. He just gets by guys voluntarily, or not voluntarily, um, just with ease, just wherever he wants. it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to tackle you for a loss for six yards. And then Burt Auburn. What a name. What a name. Burt. He's a kicker. He's one of the best ones in the country. I think he's like... He, now, kickers are ranked a little bit different.
0: Yeah, a five-star a five star kicker is a really, really, really good kicker, but if he were to be ranked by a recruiting service, he'd be three stars or less yeah. if if he were ranked.
1: If he were ranked, which... And believe, they typically don't. Uh, yeah, they normally don't. They, they, they do,
0: like, what, maybe like a handful?
1: The only guys that really rank are the guys that, like...
0: Go to modern day and stuff like that. Well, it's and, stuff like and that, but only they, like they also
1: do, like... They kick field goals, they punt. Right. And they do
0: kickoffs the and all, stuff like yeah, that. All encompassing.
1: So but he is a field goal yep. guy, right? Place kicker. Um he looks like an athletic version, a mix between Bob Ross <laughs> and um what's the movie I'm thinking of? Um, I don't know. Die oh. Hard. No. Pineapple Express. Crap. The, kid, or the guy with the same hairstyle. Uh, Napoleon.
0: Napoleon Dynamite.
1: Yes, Napoleon pa- Dynamite. Pineapple
0: Express is close. Seth Rogen. It's <laughs> close. Kinda.
1: But it looks like a mix of between Bob Ross and uh, Napoleon so, Dynamite as so an a, athlete. Interesting. You got the curly hair. I'm both. a fan. The fro.
0: I'm a fan.
1: I think it's like red. I'm a bigger fan. And he can kick footballs about 65 yards. That's nice. So that's nice. The um, his is a preferred walk on offer. Oh, that's um, that's common. All He'll of our get specialists, that. most teams around the country. Um, it's not often
0: that Oklahoma State is going to offer a kicker, punter, or place kicker, uh, an actual scholarship. Yeah. Now they might get placed on one, but they won't get offered one.
1: Yeah. So I would say Bert Auburn. He'd be a tough sell. He'd be a tough one, anyways, because he's had offers for a while. But he also just picked up like ten the other day. That's mm-hmm. when we jumped in the in the mix. Shocker. So. Um I don't know if he ho- I think he holds an offer from Auburn. Well, so that'd just, be Let me just take a look. An interesting decision for Burt Auburn to go to Auburn. Oh, as you look at the, what in the world is that?
0: My finger hit a button. Interesting. It's the 50 best
1: like cult classics. Like cult classics. So not movies about cults. cults. No. Interesting. <laughs> Picture. No, not cuz it not doesn't for just for reference guys it does not say cult classics it just says 50 best cult movies
0: well you know what let me just copy his name and let's let's just let's just take a look uh yeah 50 best it says the 50 best cult movies but it's from like Eraserhead head or like rocky horror picture okay you know so like let's see who wrote this i don't even oh someone this, that had a lot of time on there it's not a it's not a bookmark but it's uh, escape from new york Great Escape from L.A., great great movies.
1: Well, they think it's fiftieth best.
0: Snake Plissken, Kurt Russell. You ever seen? Uh, you ever seen the Escape movies? Never heard of them. You need to. Very good. Uh, let's see what else. they I I don't know what these. And For that's sure, the thing about cult classics. For sure,
1: there's a decent chance that I've never heard of any of these. These are
0: movies. very niche movies. And I'm sure if I said them, everyone'd be like, "Oh, you don't know what Harold and Maude is?" Like, no, I don't know what Harold and Maude is. Uh, there's a. Is that anime? That's an anime. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, I've known like I've heard of two of these. This is interesting, Zach. Uh, jeez, I don't even know how this Labyrinth. Okay, that's a that's a good
1: one. Yeah, I've never heard of any of these.
0: UHF is that Weird Al Yankovic?
1: That might be Bert Auburn in the picture right there. Look at that. Go down.
0: UHF Weird Al Yankovic's Reagan era media spoof. <laughs> oh, that's good. A curly redhead dude. Big trouble in Little China. Super Troopers. Now we're getting somewhere. You ever seen Super Troopers? Are you too young. Uh You need to watch it. If you don't know if you've seen Super Troopers, you haven't seen it. You need to watch it. Great film. Idiocracy. Uh eh, it is what it is. Uh, McGruber. That was fun. Idiocracy. You ever seen Idiocracy? If not. Uh it's a Mike Judge movie. Um it's it's very strange. Um yeah, you just need to I just I didn't care for it. It is what it is. I didn't care for it. Uh ironic yeah, it is what it is. Um uh, McGruber, yeah, okay. Slap shot, that's a good hockey film. Uh American Psycho great movie Christian Never Bale you would like it it's Christian Bale he's an axe murderer but yeah, he's a, b- but he's like a he's like a one of those like he's like a stockbroker uh, corporate killer kind of a guy um, he's just he's good it's good you have you one. seen the
1: movie The Accountant
0: no but I've got it is that Ben, uh, ben Affleck yes yeah I've got it I just that's seen a good one too it. I haven't seen it yet Bloodsport that was a good one a kung fu movie Clerks Great film. Kevin Smith, that's a good one.
1: Um, got 20 more to go, and I don't know if I've seen any of these. The thing,
0: the thing is, well, it's a cult classic. That's the thing. These aren't, these are not mainstream movies. These are not movies that, that most people, these aren't, these aren't box office, uh, that are not going to make a lot of money. Uh, let's see. Repo Man, that's good. That was like, that was actually a really good one. Um, Oh boy, I don't know what that is. The room. I think that. I think that's a newer one. I haven't seen that one. Uh, Evil Dead Two. Now Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Did you ever see Reservoir I Dogs? Think I've
1: heard of that one. I don't know if I've ever seen it. It's
0: a Quentin Tarantino film. So that just tells you all you need to know.
1: That does tell me.
0: I don't. What am I doing? Office Space. Yeah. What was I doing? Oh yeah, Bert, Bert Auburn. Bert Auburn. Let's just paste that into the search bar. It's from Flower, Flower Mound. Mound. Nice. You see what I'm talking about, and it's long too. It's just like Weird Al. You throw some glasses on him. Telling you that's Weird Al. So he, they only, I'm sure there maybe is another recruiting, but right now that says he only was offers from Air Force and Army.
1: Yeah, which I think those, because they're gonna pay for your school no matter what, because that's how Army and Air Force work.
0: Were you aware of that? No. Breaking news, folks! <laughs> two days, two days old story. You can just erase the last fifteen minutes of conversation <laughs> because funny. apparently, Bert Auburn committed to Texas. I didn't see that. I don't think many people did. Obviously, Texas saw that, but uh, interesting. Yeah, go to his Twitter. This is fun. I enjoy this. I literally
1: this. saw like a tweet from him like two hours ago. Also, it was like, I don't know how you survive the uh, internet. I hear is not. The best of quality now. Granted, I'm not on the Wi-Fi. You should be on my Wi-Fi. I don't know the Wi-Fi. Uh, but we're I, trying to search on Twitter here.
0: I'll do a I'll do a a speed test here because before you got here, uh, I was getting over 500 max. Okay, oh, hey, look at
1: that, Bird Auburn committed. Look at you. Two days ago. Well, recruiting director, not a kicking director. Bro, <laughs> welcome. Well, we
0: didn't offer him. So to, be though,
1: to be fair, though, I will give you a nugget that probably nobody knows about. Yeah. Um, we just took a walk-on kicker that got here yesterday.
0: There you go. Oh, yeah, speaking of that, we'll wrap up with that. His uh, name is Mason Shipley. Well, I, would, I we'll talk about that, but players arriving on campus, the freshman uh, yes. class, uh, the early enrollees, they are on campus. Uh, and you can get on uh, – there's a lot of people that tweeted
1: it out. I think you retweeted it. Mm-hmm. I retweeted uh, it like six times because like the, 100 different people tweeted it out. Yeah,
0: like the program the program sent it out, the, the signees, the early enrollees tweeted it out. Uh, they're all on campus. They all look really good. Yeah, uh, And they're in the weight room taking a photo with uh, Mike Gundy.
1: Yeah, so uh, – sorry, real quick before we go to that. Yeah, um, Shipley. Mason Shipley, this kid can kick. He's oh, big. Really? Is a kicker? Yes. Um, so one of my good friends uh, here on campus. Uh, he's a freshman, mm-hmm. but I've known him for a few years. Uh, he went to the same school, um, Richland Hills, I believe, down in like between like Ooh, Waco and Austin, somewhere down there. Um, his brother, they're twins, but his brother was an All-American two years ago and kicks at Hawaii. Oh. It's a pretty good gig. If you can get it. Um, the only reason that Mason Shipley was not that was because the, bro- the other brother, the other because they're both kickers. Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that. They're both kickers, which yeah. you can't kick at the same time for two teams. Like, two people can't kick for the same time, right? One did, like, kick off some punts, and the other one did place kicking. So that's why one did a little bit more, mm-hmm. so he was able to get a little All-American status added to the added to the thing. Yeah. But Mason Shipley will kick here, and he arrived on campus the other day. You know how fun that would be? Which is good, because the backup kickers did not exactly impress me this year. Behind, um,
0: So, they weren't
1: great. They uh, indeed <laughs> were not exactly what I would have hoped for. Behind Alex Hale,
0: they weren't exactly who I hope
1: heals. Oh my goodness! Yeah, should be ready for next year. Don't know. Do you kicker. imagine
0: you get you get both brothers, twin brothers, kickers, and not even Chipley, but just in in general, you get one of those injury tents, you pop it up, and then you just have the brothers switch jerseys and just alternate them. That'd be nice. So they both they both get some kicking experience.
1: That'd be cool, actually. And actually, have you, you seen that, have, have you seen to. those college jerseys that are kind of like the breakaway pants in the NBA, where they just they're like Velcro? You ever seen that? No. There's a yeah. Look it up because there's I have a to. yeah. Look it up that look that up later because there was like a Kansas State. I think it was Kansas State mm-hmm. this year because I've seen it before. But you know how like have you ever heard the thing where it's like number thirty seven is now number eighty eight, um, kind of thing.
0: We did that, uh, Hunter Anthony. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. The, exactly. Was it exactly. the TCU or the Baylor game? Yeah. Lined up as a tight end, and then, like, two plays later would line up as as tackle.
1: And he had two different jerseys on. Yeah. But he two didn't actually numbers. have to take the jerseys off because they have, like, these breakaway jerseys that they put I on didn't them. know that. That are, like, Velcroed onto you. Yeah. I did not know that. So it's pretty funny because sometimes when they get it on camera, you, like, walk behind somebody, and you have a completely different number on it. <laughs> but it's just because some training or manager dude just walked by and just, like, swiftly took this oh, jersey cool. off your head. That's but, cool. uh, no, what Zach was talking about a couple minutes ago, um, are the all of the early enrollees are on campus. Um, they're now working out, um, which is what you saw them in the little fancy little get ups. Mm-hmm. Um, workout shirts, shorts, shoes. They were with Gundy. Um, so their future starts now. Um, they moved in they all moved into the campus a week or two ago. They started school, now they start football. Now the real stuff happens. Yeah. So uh yeah, they, like you said, they look really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah, them, they do. they're in really good shape. And it's not just the early enrollees. It's Danny Godlevsky, yeah, transfer, transfer center, which is actually pretty funny because you look at the picture and most of them are like baby-faced. Oh, and there's guys. Danny Godlevsky in the back. Not it's like, guy. you're going to be in the NFL in a year. So okay. what's,
0: we talked about it uh, in, our, in our first podcast of the year, and, and we've talked about it on air and we've written about it. What's so huge about these early enrollees is and, and it's becoming more and more prevalent at Oklahoma State. I, I know across the country as well, like uh, Penn State has a, has, a, has a pretty big group of early enrollees. But you look at Oklahoma State, and the number appears to climb each season. And it's not just a bunch of random signees. It's some of the top commits in the signing class that's showing up on campus. And what's huge about that? And, I, and honestly, I think you're going to see it more and more um, with with some of these top kids because they're they're done with high school. They they figure out a way to graduate early. They want to get into the weight programs. They want yep. to get into spring football. It's huge.
1: And I will say this: not only is it our best players, but it's our best position groups. All four receivers are here. A lot of the DBs are here. Um. No, I'm very excited, but with all of these guys, and we were talking about this a little while ago, um, I was at the Baylor basketball game the other day.
0: Great story, by the way.
1: I was it's taking some story. pictures, a little flick, flick, snap, snap. Can't be on the court, so I was kind of on the second deck getting some some interesting angles of photos. Um, by the way, got a clean picture of Caleb Boone. Saw that. Yeah. Um, So go check that out on my Twitter, at Marshall Marshall Levy 14 But anyways, I was kind of leaning over the rail, taking some pictures, and I hear, Marshall! Marshall! And I knew it wasn't my Mm friends or, like, my girlfriend because, well, one, it was a dude saying it, so it couldn't be my girlfriend. But um, but my friends and girlfriend were on the other side of the stadium, or uh, arena, I guess, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, by the media section. Well, I was on the other side, and I hear, Marshall! And I turn around... And Blaine Green is standing up. Bryson Green, John Paul Richardson, Nick Martin, Lyric Rawls, Silas Barr. Um, Who else was over there? All of the early early enrollees, pretty much. I have great relationships with all these guys. I've been to all their games. I've watched them play. I've interviewed them a bunch of times. I have personal relationships with them and stuff like that. So I sat down for like an hour at the game. Um... Green Twins had their girlfriends in for the weekend. They they go to Allen right now, um, so it was just a bunch of them, and they were just all hanging out. They were having a good time. Um, I talked to them; they're all doing really good. They uh, all said they enjoy the uh, the college experience so far, um, and they're all doing good, getting good. ready for workouts and stuff. So it was good to good to see them. Kind of, uh, and and you will be able to see them if you go to basketball games. I don't know if they're always going to sit in the same section. I have no idea, but. Um, they're going to be in packs. And that's a good thing about so many of them coming together because a lot for a lot of them, when they moved in was the first time they saw each other in person ever. Yeah. Because of the recruiting ban. Not a whole lot of them got to visit. Well, and I will say
0: something that, that you, you see a little bit of it, um, but you mentioned Silas Barr. That dude was all over the state of Texas throughout the, throughout the high school football playoffs. Went and saw Jaden Nixon two or three times. Yep, yep. I mean, the dude just tried. I think, did he...
1: Did he make it to a Red Oak game? He didn't go to Red Oak, but he made it to to Jaden Nixon's game. And then both, when so Silas got knocked out of playoffs, went and saw Jaden. Then Jaden got knocked out of playoffs. And then they went and saw the, actually, I don't know, Jaden still was in the playoffs at this time. But he played on a Thursday. That's what it yeah. was. He played on a Thursday, and then both he and Silas went and saw the Green Twins what it play. Was. Yeah, so went and saw went and saw Allen. A lot of these guys, some of these guys had seen each other, but especially the Texas and Oklahoma guys. This is the first time they've been around each other. When you sit by, them, you would never know it. Mm. You would think they went to high school together. Yeah. They have been talking to each other for a very long time. They FaceTime, Snapchat, absolutely all this stuff. They have great relationships. But look out for. And now, obviously, they're not going to be wearing football helmets or whatever at basketball right. games. But if you know their faces or you know what they sound like, you'll be able to see them at basketball games because they and they were talking about like, oh, when's this game? When's this wrestling match? And, um,
0: just look for a six 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 seven offensive lineman with like two feet long hair. Yeah, that's, and that's Silas. His Barr. name is Silas Barr. And then that the where he is, that's where the rest of the entourage will be.
1: If you see twin brothers, if you see twin brothers that are similar in appearance, Tylen Trace and Oh, Wallace. really? Yes, <laughs> if you see twin brothers mm-hmm. that are similar in appearance, uh, no, I'm saying similar in <laughs> appearance to Tylen and Trayson Wallace. Let me if finish. If you see my twin sentences. brothers that look pretty much alike, same physical appearance, same same yeah. hairstyles, everything, yeah, very similar. Um, those are those are your twins. So then you could probably see someone else there. Absolutely. If you see,
0: well, plus all you have to do is get on one of their Twitter accounts, because yes. I saw one of the twins that tweeted it out. They were at the game.
1: Yeah, they did. Um, so it'll be good. They're all they're all very active. So. Try to see if you can find those guys. Absolutely, go, give them a, go pokes or something like that. They'll most likely give you one back. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's wrestling, basketball. They were all talking about wrestling. I kind of coached them up on what wrestling is like here. Yeah. So intense. It is intense. That's that's exactly what I told them. I didn't know anything about wrestling until I got here, and most of them didn't. But J P Richardson asked about it, and he said, "When's mm-hmm. the next wrestling match?" And I told them. They were very excited. So go. go look for it. Go look out for them.
0: All right. Any closing remarks? I'm hungry. Oh, me too. It's time to eat. It's a little after six o'clock. Uh, again, uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have this up either tonight or uh, sometime early tomorrow morning. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, yeah,
1: follow me at Z ninety one on Twitter. Mine is Marshall Levy fourteen. Go hit the like button, follow and a, button,
0: and of course, uh, Pokes Report. You can go to pokesreport.com.
1: Pokesport.com slash
0: subscribe. Go hit the button. Yeah, it's cheap. Just don't Just don't buy two cups of coffee. You're really going to want it tomorrow. You're shop. really
1: going to want it on Wednesday, January 27th, and then you're really going to like it all mm-hmm. other 365 days out of any year ever. There you go.
0: There you go. That's going to do it for the uh, Pokes Report podcast. Zach Lancaster and Marshall Levinson, we will talk to you next time.